Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that change everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible, and ultimately push them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation for marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. I'm Jeff, and once again, I have the privilege of talking to amazing people truly innovating in their particular entrepreneurial spaces, and we get a chance to hear their stories. Now, today's guest has grown from a developer to a consultant to a founder and now CEO and technical strategist at his San Diego tech consulting firm, Tragic Media. Please welcome Rich Rudzinski. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff. Super pumped to be here. Thanks for having me. I am super excited for you to be here. Um, I've been looking at your website and checking out Tragic Media. Um, it's really cool. I like to. I like what you guys are doing. It's a very unique vibe. I love it. Uh, why don't you t- use this time to take take the audience through kind of what is Tragic Media? What do you guys do there? Awesome. Yeah, uh, Tragic is a technology and software consulting firm. Uh, we're based in San Diego, but we help uh, clients all over the U.S. and the world. Um, and we really focus on helping businesses, startups, um, a lot of non-technical uh, people um, to launch, transform, and scale uh, their businesses. You know, using the latest technologies. Um, so a lot of founders that you know don't have technical partners, or a lot of growing businesses that don't you know have maybe limited technical resources. We come in and help them really take advantage of the latest systems, latest solutions, and build just custom, uh, great experiences for their users, clients, you know, depending on, uh, you know, what services they, they have. Yeah. And how long have you guys been doing that? It's been a while. Uh, right? Yeah, it has. Yeah. We've uh, coming up on 13 years now, you know, this year. Um, so it's been, it's been a long uh, role. And uh, what's great is we have been able to continue to help our clients over these years because we really focus on building, supporting, and scaling. So some of our oldest clients have been working with us for over a decade. Yeah. So what what are some of the, I guess, the more common issues that customers are coming to you with? That's kind of the exciting thing about the firm that I've built here is that no project looks like another project. It's all about, we have a problem. We need to solve it with technology. I need a team that can help build a custom solution to do that. So each of them, uh, we focus on understanding what their problem is, understanding what their budget is, what their timeline is, and then we map out a solution that can help them get there. A lot of times it helps, you know, we get them there in stages. So we launch something to help build efficiency, to help get their product off the ground, whatever it is. And then we help them slowly build and scale that over time. And what kind of clients, uh, can you give us an example of the client maybe that you guys have kind of made the difference for? Our, our focus, you know, kind of naturally started coming up in the uh, entertainment industry, which kind of aligns with our really fun brand and everything, uh, gaming and entertainment. Uh, we help people in the nonprofit space. And then, like I said, in just kind of the general startup space, uh, one of our great clients is Skybound Entertainment, which is a comic book uh, and game publishing company. And they have tons of things going on. They have tons of technology, a store, a website, custom apps 
and but they're more of a marketing design company and they don't really have a really strong technology team. Um, so we've been able to step in and partner with them and just help them to grow and scale month to month. What are your needs? What are your priorities? What's happening this month that we need to jump on, whether it's a big streaming event that we have to scale up their cloud architecture for, or whether they're looking to add new features to their uh, customer loyalty program. Uh, we connect with them, figure it out, map it out, and then just work with them to get there you know, as quickly and efficiently as we can. Another uh, client that we have is a startup. They're uh, called Soil, joinsoil.com. And they are in the nonprofit space, helping nonprofits and activists to connect and helping you find great causes in your area that you can make a difference in, whether it's donating money or donating your time. And they came to us with this really great idea and no team to build it. And so we partnered with them. We strategized, designed, developed, launched, and are now working to help them scale their product. That's awesome. Now, tell me a little bit about how you got into what were you doing this? What were you doing before this? How did this become your passion? Totally. Um, so I did have a short stint kind of in the music industry doing the you know recording thing and didn't want to move back to L.A. Uh, where you really have to be if you want to do music. So I transitioned to my other passion, which is computers. I got a job at a local agency, uh, really cut my teeth there, working on some really great national brands, um, built stuff for General Motors, uh, Seattle Sounders, like just a lot of really top-notch um, companies learned how enterprise soft, uh, you know, web and software, you know, kind of works and hit a growth hurdle there. And so I started just doing consulting on my side and I saw this continued problem with agencies that got these really great projects, but then they didn't have the technical teams to really properly scope build and launch these products. And there's a lot of struggle there. They were outsourcing, they were trying to have their own teams do it. They were bringing on consultants and there's a lot of pain. So that's where Tragic Media originally came from is we were a white label solution for other agencies to help save them from their software tragedies and help them with their bigger technical projects. And after doing that for a few years, we realized like, this is a common problem for everybody. Businesses everywhere just have a really hard time leveraging new technologies. And when they go out to try to find people to help them. A lot of people are kind of either snake salesmen or they don't take the time to really understand the problem and create a proper solution for it. They just take a box off the shelf that kind of fits and try to sell that to people. So that's kind of where our sweet spot came from. So it went from my own consulting and helping, you know, these agencies to creating a white label service for these agencies and then, then scaling that out to help businesses and startups everywhere. Yeah. And tell me a little bit about like how, so when you, when you finally decided to kind of make the transition into kind of doing this on your own, uh, tell me a little bit about that process. Was it, was it easy? Were there problems? What kind of uh, issues did you have kind of going to market with this new, with this new company? Um, You know, being in the digital space, I feel like everybody in this space just always does stuff on the side. You know, Mm -hmm. they're having friends or family always asking, oh, Hey, you know how to build websites. Could you, build me a website, you know, so I already had a consulting thing going on on the side at the agency. I was already helping different people and that consulting really started to go. So I was kind of working two jobs for a while where I was doing all the consulting at night and on the weekends. And then I was working my day job. And eventually at some point, you know, I was looking for a new job. I wasn't finding anything. It was right aligned with like the 2008 recession. And I was just like, 
I'm just going to focus on my consulting and try to find a job more full-time, you know? And the minute I made that shift, my consulting just took off because then I was available all the time. I quickly filled that up and I realized I don't need to find a job. I have a job right here. So, you know, originally it was just, you know, just contracting um, and doing that for a little bit of time before I realized like, this is, this is something bigger than just me. And I just went out and hired two developers right off the bat and we just started going. Yeah. And I mean, almost 13 years now, you don't, that kind of success doesn't come by accident, right? So tell me a little bit about how you guys have innovated to to sort of set yourselves apart and make yourselves unique in the in the That's, space. That, I, I love this question because this is what we're all about is innovation. And what we were doing 12 years ago is not what we are doing today. You know, we're not just like a WordPress shop where we're just saying, selling the same solution to different clients and customizing and catering it. We're really solving problems. And part of that is in leveraging all of the latest tech technologies. So um, as the digital landscape and software landscape has evolved, so have we. So, you know, a lot of what we're building now is decoupled, you know, headless solutions, uh, whether for websites or for applications, cross-platform applications, really advanced cloud hosting solutions. But in the beginning, we were just building, you know, JavaScript, you know, simple JavaScript apps, uh, Drupal websites, WordPress websites, but, you know, mm. on the more complex end. And then we moved into kind of the e-commerce space and then Shopify came and killed all the custom e-commerce, you know, really hard. So then we were like, oh, we don't really want to be here. And then we evolved more into like the app space. Um, so what it's, it's been a very continuous evolution of like, what are the needs of our clients and what are being solved by, uh, off-the-shelf solutions, SaaS solutions, and where's kind of the gap where people need help with their custom solutions. And that has continuously evolved and changed. And so we've had to continuously evolve and change and really staying on that forefront of innovation. So again, a lot of what we're doing now is, you know, advanced cloud stuff, advanced application development, and we're starting to dabble a little bit into the IoT space and, uh, you know, connected devices and all that, that fun, you know, future tech that we're getting into. Yeah. As a as a business leader, as kind of like the guy running the company, um, a lot of entrepreneurs I talked to uh, really just had a point where they wanted to be their own boss. They they didn't want to have another boss. Was that ever a moment for you or was it just kind of a natural thing for you to just kind of sit on on your own? I have always had an entrepreneurial spirit, always liked solving problems, doing things, you know, building, you know, little businesses on the side and stuff. So I think that there's, you know, like I was saying, even when I was at my job, I was doing things on the side. I think that that was just kind of a core piece of it. I don't know that it was having a boss so much as I got frustrated with corporate politics. And even mm -hmm. at a small kind of little startupy thing, there was still a lot that got into that. And it wasn't just about who's doing a good job and who's growing and deserves a raise or deserves a promotion. You know, there's a lot of back politics and I just wasn't about that. So yeah. that was one of the bigger reasons why I eventually uh, left was I just wasn't getting the growth in my career that I wanted. And like I said, it aligned with the 2008 recession. If I had found another job, I probably would have taken another job, but there just wasn't mm -hmm. anything that was really like, I felt a step up for me. So I just sure. cr created my own step up. Yeah. And as far as that corporate culture or whatever, tell me a little bit about the, the, the employee engagement and corporate culture at Tragic. What do you get? What is it like there to work? I for mean, you? we're all about, you know, uh, work hard, play hard. Um, I like to empower my team, you know, to kind of have the freedoms a little bit of like the entrepreneurial life, you know, a lot of why people 
become entrepreneurs is to have control over their time and control over, you know, their work environment and everything. Um, so I pass that along. So my, you know, I hire a, I hire people all across the United States because I'm very focused on finding the right talent and the right culture fit more so than like, I need somebody in the office, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, that was pre COVID. And now that COVID happened, like, you know, definitely all, all remote, um, And, uh, and then the other element is that is I really empower them to like live their lives. And like, you don't need to tell me if you need to be offline to go to a doctor's appointment or to go pick up your kid or like handle your life. Just make sure you're on top of your job. Make sure that, you know, you're checking in. We know what progress you're making, you know, how you're doing it. I'm not focused on like, you have to be here at nine, check out at five. I just want to make sure my team is working full time and that we're doing, we're, we're staying on top of all of our projects and commitments. So it really lets them, you know, have more control over their time. And in consulting services, it often happens when, you know, projects get tough, you hit a pinch and you're really having to like work some really long hours and get this thing done, make sure we hit deadlines, deliverables. So it also helps prevent burnout because it helps them then take, be able to take, okay, well, I worked 60 hours last week. I can now take a little bit of a step back and work a lot less this week. And they don't have to run that by me. They can just manage their time, you know, efficiently and stuff. So there's a lot of that. And then I think the other piece is just, we're a bold, fun brand. You know, if you connect with me online, you'll see that I'm a kind of a unique, you know, uh, personality and everything. So I, you know, that comes through in all of our, all of our culture and everything. Everybody is just, you know, empowered to be themselves and, you know, have fun and interact with everybody. I think one of the harder things that we've encountered is building a remote culture. Um, and I think this is something that everybody can attest to nowadays is like, how do you keep employees engaged? How do you keep them feeling part of the team when you're not meeting in person, when you can't meet up for drinks? Um, and then also when, you know, being with developers, it's, it's a little bit more of the introvert personality and stuff. You know, they're not less likely to want to jump on a zoom happy hour as they are just to want that time to go play a video game or something. You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. been, it's been interesting. What have you, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what have you kind of done to, to try to increase that engagement in the, in the remote uh, world that we kind of got thrust into? It's, it's something that I'm still not happy of where we're at. You know, we've kicked around a couple ideas. Um, We previously, when we were remote, we did have some opportunities to like fly the team in. So we brought everybody into San Diego with all the San Diego team. We all kind of interacted and went out for drinks and had did some fun things. Um, But that was pre COVID Uh, post COVID. I've I've put some ideas out there, but haven't gotten like really strong consensus. Um, So we need to start to implement this and part of this is just that we're growing fast right now. And so it's hard to like, you know, keep up with like these other things, but um, I've, you know, put out like, you know, maybe we can do some uh, co-op gaming things where we all meet up and, you know, all jump in the same game together. Cause you know, we are developers and a bunch of us are gamers, um, you know, doing the zoom happy hours. Um, I've kicked a couple of things around and, and that's the goal for, I think this quarter really is to start to try to implement some of those and, and see what works. I think it's, it's a challenge and I unfortunately don't have a great answer for you there. Sure. No, it's been tough. And hopefully we're on the, the, the way uh, away from some of the, the concern to start, obviously things are starting to starting to open up and people yeah. are getting vaccinated and hopefully the world is getting some semblance of normal uh, again soon. So um, tell me a little about, so you, you, Again, we we said earlier you've been about 13 years. Can, if you look back over that time, can you pinpoint maybe one or two moments that you would define as tipping points? Those are the the moments where it's just like, okay, this this changed everything for us. Yeah. And what would what would those be? Uh, I think that there was 
I mean, as we talked about, there's been big transitions as they went from, Mm -hmm. you know, consulting and then going to white label brand and then going to, you know, I think one of the big ones was our investment in our brand. Previously, we literally had like a black page with like an email. Like if you knew us, you knew us. And if you didn't like, that's fine because we had plenty of work type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we just had thrown together a quick logo. We, you know, at one point we did build a, a decent little website, but it wasn't anything crazy um, because we were still doing so much white label services. Our brand didn't really mean anything. Um, and so one of the big tipping points was like, we're transitioning out of white label. I want to connect with other companies and other, you know, help them solve their problems. I felt that one of the big things that was, you know, missing in software consulting was like uh, software brands that have like a real energy and a real like, you know, like um, depth to them. Um, You know, you get that a lot more with design and branding, but like software is a lot of really, you know, cut and dry websites and, and experiences. So we really invested in ourselves and went all in on our brand, redesigned our website, our blog, created a really unique experience and everything. Um, And that actually ended up being a bad tipping point because then uh, it aligned with, uh, we we were spending too much time internally, not enough time externally. And we ran into some problems and kind of uh, had to scale back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that then helped us to kind of pivot and fuel growth in a really large way. We were, at that point, we transitioned a little bit away from the e-commerce work we were doing, really drove towards the application development. Having this experience in this brand is really what's helped us to propel forward where we are today. Um, and the other bigger tipping point was when I, it's so cliche, but when I made that shift from working in the business to on the business, I'm a developer, I'm a, you know, propreneur technician that became a CEO. So, so it's, it's, I'm always like have that urge to just get pulled back into the code to get back in deep into the projects instead of staying top level on the projects. And, um, there was a point kind of aligned with the brand stuff where I was just like too deep in the weeds of everything and Mm. everything started to unravel and we were falling apart because I wasn't steering the ship. You know, I was cleaning out one of the, one of the cabins, you know? So, uh, having that transition where like, I'm the CEO, I need to be focused on our vision, our growth, you know, our customers and sales and marketing, just like running the overarching ship. And I need to really empower my team members to step up into these other roles to help us go. Because like, I can't hold your hand with this project anymore. Like you got to do it on your own. And I think a lot of that, I think I was holding back the team in some ways by being so deeply involved and by stepping back and being like, you guys got to do this. It allowed mm-hmm. them to then be like, cool, we got this. And they stepped into those roles. And that was a really big defining moment. And I think that was a couple of years ago. And since then, we've just been continuing to grow, uh, you know, uh, not only um, our team size and everything, but the types of clients we're getting, the size of engagements we're getting. It's, it's been a, a game changer for sure. What are you excited about for the future of Tragic Media? Uh, right now, we are working on some really cool things. We are actually pivoting a little bit into the product space. Um, we are building, uh, one of these is a tool that we had previously. Uh, it's called Drive Anywhere, and it's a, a, a Chrome extension for managing your Google Drive files. But we are currently transitioning it into being a multi-drive uh, productivity tool. So people like me that have 700 drive accounts and Dropbox and Google and OneDrive, because I deal with all these different clients and all these different things, I can manage that all in one place. 
So that's a cool little thing that we're working on launching. Yeah. And uh, the other one that I'm really excited about, it's called Oversight, getoversight.io. It is a reporting and management tool for software companies and uh, people in the digital service space. So, you know, you have Jira, you have Trello, you have all these different uh, tools, but they don't always give you kind of those upper level insights into things in terms of like where your projects are going, you know, forecasting. Um, One thing that I've gotten burned on a bunch is like employee productivity. Um, You have remote developers, you're kind of assuming you're doing their job, but if you're not kind of keeping an eye on them, sometimes they'll not be doing their job as well. Uh, So, you know, some of the tools are just kind of keeping an eye on the progress of your projects, the project progress of your team, helping to prevent burnout, helping to identify people that are over committed to meetings and can't actually get their work done. So it's a lot of like top level management and CEO reporting and making it really quick and automated. So you just kind of sign up and then every week or every day or whatever you want, you get a report in your inbox or in your Slack channel that says, Hey, here's what's going on with your company. Um, and that's something that we're about to be moving into beta. So in quarter three, we're looking to launch that and really excited about that one. Wow. That's really neat. Yeah. And, and from my perspective, as soon as you were telling me about that drive anywhere, I'm, I'm interested in that. So if people yeah. are interested in either of those projects and want to keep up and, and maybe find out more as, as it develops, Mm -hmm. how, how would they, how would they find you? Um, We're really big on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn, follow tragic media, Uh, go to our website, tragic.media and just sign up for our newsletter. We definitely blast all of our latest news, you know, client launches, uh, you know, some thought leadership in the, you know, software and digital service space. Um, But I would say definitely, you know, connect with us and, and sign up for our newsletter because we are going to be releasing the newest version of Drive Anywhere. It's up right now and you can get it, but it's just for Google Drive. So the multi-drive features are going to be coming out in the next, uh, I'd say probably about two months. Hmm. So definitely connect with us so you can get those announcements. And uh, the, like I said, the oversight project also, we're getting into early beta right now. So anybody that might be interested that maybe has a software company or that runs digital services and is interested in uh, being part of that, they can definitely reach out and, and see if they might be a good fit for our beta. Yeah, and your website is tragic.media. That's correct. Which is yeah. just awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, part of the part of the edge, keeping it fun, you know, and always got to yeah. be pushing those pushing those boundaries. At first, I when I first saw it, I was like, did I, is this, did I click on the right thing? And then I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh no, this is a website. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that was even a, a URL. Extension. Yeah, no, it's yeah. great. It's great. It's fantastic. So um, I know at the very beginning, you told me that when, before you started all this, you were into music and you decided to kind of go this entrepreneur route. Do you still, mm-hmm. you, you still dabble in music? Like what? What's your, did, did you play an instrument? Like what was your? I, I played an instrument poorly. I've always played guitar, just not very well. Um, but I was more in like the sound. Um, I was a sound uh, engineer. So I did mm. live sound uh, recording or live sound engineering and, and some recording. Um, but it, it also aligned with that shift when like right after Pro Tools came out and it was, I mean, this is ages ago. I'm going to date myself. Um, but you know, it, uh, right, it was like right after kind of Pro Tools really started hit. So there's just so much disruption in that space is really hard to get anywhere. Sure. I still, you know, do some, some things, you know, still play a little bit on the side and, you know, when there is an opportunity to edit some, anything, you know, I, I'm in there having some fun, but, uh, unfortunately that's been a little, you know, falling a little bit to the, to the wayside as I've gotten so deep into software. Yeah. Well, what, what do you do when you're not running uh, this business? Uh, it's a lot of, you know, I like to travel around, explore, um, 
I'm, I'm vegan. So, uh, you know, finding really good, you know, new vegan restaurants and, and stuff like that. And just, you know, taking a break, uh, enjoying, I love being in the mountains, uh, mm. snowboarding and uh, just kind of escaping out to nature a little bit and stuff. Uh, I would say that, you know, growing a business and scaling it, you know, especially when you, I, I haven't had really any partners or any like big, you know, uh, funding or anything. So, you know, it's been, it's been a, a lot of work, uh, to get here. So, um, I think in the past couple of years, I've really started to appreciate those, you know, hobbies and other things that I do. Um, I, I have a bunch of reptiles that I care for, um, and stuff. So that's a big, uh, passion of mine and something I spend a lot of my time with and stuff. Awesome. Man, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing with us. To, uh, just really enjoy talking with you. Yeah, I appreciate it, Jeff. This is really great. I think that your podcast just aligned so perfectly with like my journey and with the company and everything. So uh, really, really appreciate you having me on. Yeah. And thank you for listening to another episode of What Makes Them Tip Innovations That Changed Everything. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, Innovations That Changed Everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arkalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arkalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.